What do you do when your email marketing software provider changes their product, changes their pricing, and doesn't let you migrate your data to the new platform? This is what happened to me and thousands of other clients when MailerLite rolled out their newer, better, shinier MailerLite and assured their existing clients that the classic version would continue to function. But all new clients would only be able to sign up for the new MailerLite. What is the best email marketing software for authors? I decided to find out. Welcome to the Writing Pursuits podcast, where authors like you discuss writing craft, author life, and book marketing strategies. I'm your host, Catherine McKee. I own Writing Pursuits and write and produce the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits Tips for Authors. In addition, I am a speculative fiction author. Writing Pursuits is for authors who drink too much coffee, endure judgmental looks from their furry writing companions, and struggle for words. If you are a writer seeking encouragement, information, and inspiration, this podcast is for you. Let's get to it. What is the best email marketing software for authors? I decided to find out. Let me preface my remarks by saying my approach is not scientific at all. I tried to be logical, but let's face it, my emotions were running pretty high. So maybe I wasn't as logical as I wanted to be. This is what I did. The dilemma. Stay with Mailer Lite Classic, go to the new version, or leave. Last week, I found an email from Mailer Lite in my inbox. An old email I had overlooked, dated March 1st, 2022. And here are two quotes from the email. Current MailerLite users will have the option to continue using MailerLite Classic and transition to the new app when they're ready. Starting March 22nd, all new account signups will have access to the new MailerLite. The new MailerLite will launch with a fresh design layout, faster UI flow, several new features, and tiered pricing plans that address different customer needs. There are so many noteworthy updates that we want to share with you. To make your life easier, we wrote a pre-launch blog post with all the information you'll need. The email included a link to a long post entitled, First Look, the new version of Mailer Lite is preparing to launch. I will include the article in the show notes. I was asleep at the switch or, you know, paying attention to other stuff in my life when this all began. So I missed the initial reaction of longtime MailerLite customers. Let's just say the reception wasn't what MailerLite hoped to hear. Customer complaints. Loyal paying customers were hot under the collar. Not only were there no migration tools ready to go, but if a current customer wanted to use the new MailerLite, they could expect to pay more, sometimes much more than they were paying for the classic version for the same features. There wasn't even a temporary discount or a plan to grandfather in existing customers. Only the unapologetic assurance that existing customers could stay on Classic for the foreseeable future. But after March 22nd, all new clients would be on the new plan. The complaints grew more strident on March 22nd, the cutoff date, the day all hope was lost, when MailerLite published an FAQ on the new version, which is also in the show notes. I will summarize the comments that went along with that blog post. These are not direct quotes. They're just like summaries. 
I will be paying 2.5 to 3 times more for the same features and the same number of subscribers. As a loyal paying customer, I thought I would continue to pay the same amount. Didn't you build the new version with the money you got from me? We supported you all these years and you thank us this way? You've abandoned us to the legacy platform. You took away the chat support with some of the paid levels. That was one of your best features. I can't justify paying more, especially for fewer features. The new pricing structure sounds like MailChimp. Don't be like MailChimp, and so on. A new destination with no way to get there. The migration plan is what really got to me, and I'm quoting from the March 22nd post. At the moment, your current campaigns and subscriber data are only accessible in MailerLite Classic. We are currently working on migration tools so you can transfer all of your data to the new MailerLite. We will announce the release of the migration tools in the coming months. Who rolls out a new version without having migration tools in place? As a former systems engineer, I'm just raising an eyebrow, like Spock. I did what any angry customer would do. I broke out my emergency torch and pitchfork. If MailerLite was going to treat me that way, well then, I would take my subscribers somewhere else. What is the best email marketing software for authors? I was on a quest. Which email marketing service did I choose? You need to stick around to find out. The search for the best email marketing for authors. My evaluation criteria were these. The ratio of features to pricing, ease of use, my needs, and vendor reputation. Let's look at features versus pricing. What features do most authors need to consider? Pricing is a major consideration, especially price per subscriber. As authors, we are always trying to grow our list, right? So one measure is price per head, so to speak. I'm not saying that authors are headhunters, but if the description fits, then I can go along with it. Besides, price per head is easier for me to say than price per subscriber. If you start out with a free plan, remember your goal is to grow past the free plan. So look at the pricing of the next couple of tiers when you're considering which vendor you're going to go with. Let me say that again. If you start out with a free plan, which is great, remember your goal is to grow past the free plan. So make sure you look at the pricing of the next couple of tiers. All right. Authors want and need easy to build signup forms. And we need an easy to use editor for creating newsletters. Otherwise, you're going to be resistant to doing the work. So look for that. I have six books and counting and an editing business. So I need attractive landing pages. That's one of my criteria. A landing page acts as a sales page for your reader magnets, where you entice readers with a new story in exchange for their email address or offer a book in exchange for actual money. Ask yourself what options your potential email marketing service provider offers. Here's a tip. If your provider only offers one landing page, say, on their free plan, consider using BookFunnel or Books to Read for this functionality. That's just a free tip. Authors need basic automation to run their new subscribers through a welcome sequence of emails. Also, if you want to tag users by their interests, like say those who like Western romance and those who like Regency romance, you might need automation to help with that. A basic automation sequence can send a reader magnet download, 
followed by a personal message a day or two later, followed by a couple of informational emails just to see if your new prospect is going to stick around before you add them to your main list. Automation is a consideration. What features can most authors live without? As fiction authors, at least for those who are starting out, we don't need all the gadgets and gizmos. At this point, you probably aren't hosting webinars or building complex sales funnels. You probably don't need sophisticated customer relationship management software. That's CRMs for short. Most of us don't need integration with a payment platform like Stripe. If you don't have an online store, then you don't need to know if someone abandoned their shopping cart. Maybe your needs differ. So figure out your own needs and perform your own evaluation. Nonfiction authors should give these extra features more thought because they might be essential to you. Vendor reputation. Let's consider the vendor's reputation, which comes down to three factors. Deliverability, customer support, and up-to-date, well-designed applications. Deliverability is the ratio of emails that make it past the spam filters and get delivered to the subscriber's inbox. If you get a real bargain on your service, but the deliverability rate sucks, then is it really a bargain? Check emailtooltester.com for their latest deliverability data, but keep in mind that delivery rates are subject to change. I will put a link to their latest test data in the resources below. It's a great website. The second factor is customer support. This generally differs based on the tier of service you pay for, so watch for that. One reason people were displeased with MailerLite's new tiers of service is that the chat support isn't available anymore on the lower tiers, so you're stuck with 24-7 email support. Mm, Not a great trade-off. The third factor of vendor reputation is up-to-date, well-designed applications. This is somewhat subjective, but the software needs to work as advertised at the very least. Writing Pursuits is run by Catherine McKee, who has been trusted by fiction authors since 2014 to take their writing to a new level of excellence. Catherine is a three-story method certified editor who specializes in story diagnostics, coaching, and line editing to help you prepare your story for the journey ahead. For more information, go to writingpursuits.com. The link is in the show notes. And now, back to the podcast. Which vendors did I consider and how did they rank? These are the services I considered. ActiveCampaign, GetResponse, Aweber, Constant Contact, MailerLite, MailChimp, ConvertKit, SendInBlue, and MooSend. There are many other companies out there, but these are the ones I chose to check out. Rather than do an in-depth analysis, I'll give you one pro and one con for each company in reverse order of my personal preference. How subjective can you get? (laughs) Number nine, Aweber. Aweber is old and kind of clunky, but it does a bit of everything. Its deliverability score is not so great these days. I would love to see Aweber improve and modernize in order to be more competitive. Number eight, Moosend. That's M-O-O-S-E-N-D. Man, I tried to like Moosend, but it isn't as easy to get started as I say it is. As you know, I am a software guinea pig, a certifiable nerd, but I was put off. Looks like their automation is really something, but the documentation is lacking. 
Plus, their plugins for WordPress seemed outdated. It just made me nervous to commit time, effort, and financial resources to an application I wasn't 100% sold on. I did experiment with them. This isn't based on a casual look. Number seven, constant contact. Constant contact is a venerable choice with a good deliverability score, but it had more features than I need, than most authors need. So moving on. Number six, MailChimp. Gonna step on some toes now, but MailChimp came in as my number six. First of all, their free plan is not what it used to be. MailChimp gets expensive fast. Second, I used MailChimp for several years and was happy to see them in my rearview mirror. I moved from MailChimp to ConvertKit because ConvertKit understands that one subscriber should count as one subscriber, no matter how many lists they are on. Seems logical, right? Also, I really hated creating forms in MailChimp because their interface was lacking. Maybe MailChimp has improved, but I'm not going back to find out. Oh yeah, I was going to give one pro and one con. Sorry. Number five, Send in Blue. Send in Blue came in at number five, and that's probably not fair. They have a stellar deliverability rate and a good-looking interface. However, they charge by the number of emails you send, and that's not compatible with my needs. Let's say you have 2,500 subscribers, and you usually send one email to your subscribers every month. Well, great. Send in Blue is highly economical. But then you have a launch and you need to send out multiple emails to your growing list for a few months in a row. Ouch. We all need and want predictable expenses. Number four, ConvertKit. I used ConvertKit for a couple of years and I mean, I really wore it out. But I didn't like the way their automations are tangled up with rules that need to be set. Maybe I was always tired, but somehow it took lots of testing to make things work the way I wanted them to work. So I'm giving them a low ease of use score for automations. And I don't like their brand colors, which are very pervasive. And I'm not fond of their plain text newsletter editor. I left ConvertKit for MailerLite. There seems to be a pattern here, doesn't there? Number three, get response. Get response was very tempting, but I was a bit worried about their deliverability score and their pricing didn't quite stack up against Mailer Lights. Number two, Mailer Light. You guessed it. My second choice is Mailer Light. Either version. Their interface is easy to use, they have strong deliverability, and they are obviously committed to improvement, even if their approach to their latest release stinks. Number one, Active Campaign. If I had the budget, I would go with Active Campaign for sure, because I have champagne taste, and that's no lie. They are the top of the heap on features and automation, but they know their worth. Until I'm rolling in dough, they are not an option, and honestly, they probably have more firepower than I actually need. The solution to my dilemma? After all that, which email marketing service provider did I choose? You can probably tell I decided to stick with MailerLite Classic until they build a decent migration tool or until I run out of patience. I may even use the new MailerLite free plan for a small test list, you know, because I can't help myself. 
Though I started my email marketing services survey in an angry frame of mind, I concluded MailerLite's new price plan and feature tiers are comparable with their direct competitors' plans and better than most. MailerLite is easy to use with enough sophistication to keep me satisfied for a few more years, and their UI was really good, and it's getting better. I can live with that. The question of the week is, if you are a MailerLite customer, what do you plan to do? If you're not a MailerLite customer, which email marketing service do you use? That's all I have for today. Until next time, keep writing. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and follow the podcast. If you're new around here, I hope you will sign up for the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits Tips for Authors. That link and all the links mentioned in today's episode are in the show notes at writingpursuits.com. Please join us on Wednesdays for new episodes and keep writing, my friends. Keep writing. Keep writing.